Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today, I have the privilege of being joined by not only Oakwood uh, longtime coach, a lot of sports, right? Lynn, volleyball, track, uh, girls basketball, uh, Lynn Anderson uh, and her two daughters, Candy and Carrie, and they played at Oakwood uh, on some of the, I guess you can look back and see the glory years, right? Uh, the, the late or the early when, when Oakwood volleyball really made a statement and, and went to state. So welcome to each of you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks so for having us. I will start with uh, with Candy and Carrie first. Maybe Carrie, tell me, growing up with, with a mom that coached, uh, especially volleyball, is it just kind of natural that uh, you progressed into the sport of volleyball as, as you got a little older then? Yeah, I don't really think we had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think that, um, you know, going to practices and living out of the gym with mom, it just was kind of a natural um, progression into it. I think she also did a good job of kind of managing our time and her time and make sure that we didn't try to play every sport under the sun. <laughs> so by doing that, we were able to specialize a little bit more um, and we chose volleyball. Candy, obviously, you, you girls had some fun with it, too, because, I mean, you know, it's one thing to, to have a mom that's coached, but then, then really devote yourself and, and your time to it and, and you know, it excel at a high level. I mean, you, you must have really enjoyed it, right? It's fun. Yeah. And I think when you grow up with a mom that's as competitive as she is, even still to this day, <laughs> you learn that there's, you get fun out of it, um, but you also get this drive to, to kind of do better, work harder. Um, I still remember she tell it's not as popular these days, but because uh, I have so many resources, but I still remember for some reason in our living room, we had this little piano bench thing and she would blow up a balloon that we would have to like pass back and forth. We were probably two or three, I don't know. Um, but she started it in us uh, early and then we would do it on the stage and then we would want to be like the girls and serve in between sets. Um, so I think that, I think that's where the fun began and she allowed us to have fun without burning us out, which is what we see a lot in athletes these days, I think. So it was a nice balance of, of working hard and wanting to win, but also not getting burnt out. So Carrie, I would think that, uh, you know, playing for your mom, uh, you know, it's not like playing for another coach. You can't really go home at night and, and complain about the coach. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about the, the, that aspect uh, and, you know, the relationship, you know, being a, a player and then also being a daughter. Oh, golly, Fred, you're asking me to go way back. <laughs> we were talking about recently how mom remembers things that I don't even remember because so much time has passed. But I guess, um, I guess when I think back about it, I, I don't remember talking a lot about it at home. I guess, Candy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when we were on the court and at the gym, we talked about volleyball. And then we certainly had Dan Dry. I'm sure you remember him. And so we talked with him about volleyball. But when we were at home, it was really a lot about like work and academics. So making sure that we studied, making sure that, you know, we were doing our due diligence with either chores or, or working, but I don't, do you remember Candy? No. Like talking about volleyball home? No, I remember her saying that she could be a lot harder on us because we were her daughters. But again, I think that mostly stayed in the gym. Like, I don't remember anything um, at home. And honestly, 
honestly, maybe it's because we spent most of the time at the gym. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> maybe we were just always in coach mode for the most part. <laughs> so, but yeah, I don't remember that at all at home to be quite honest, but I think that, I think her being a teacher more, put more pressure on us almost than a coach, because as Carrie mentioned, Dan, Dan was kind of like our, our like skill set coach and mom was our keep it all together with a group of girls coach. Um, so I think that we value different things from both of them. And so that might've changed the dynamic of conversation at home and in the gym. So there were some times I do remember Carrie, Carrie getting like crazy yelled at or times that she would like pull me out for one point, um, and yell, but that was far and few between. I and mean, we're talking maybe, I don't even know if we need one hand to count them. Um, but it was more because mom was mad. So we were easier to take it out on because she knew that we'd get over it. Well, and I guess too, like, as she said that Fred, the, honestly, that question might be better suited for mom because now being the leader and serving as a leader myself, I think it probably was harder on her than what it was on us. Cause she had to navigate the dynamics of parents and other players when, um, she had a, a beyond a coach relationship with us. So I don't know, that might be an interesting question to ask mom, um, because yeah, so Lynn, Lynn, I want to bring you in here. What, uh, what was it like to, to not only be the, the coach of the girls, but also be their parent as well? Uh, how, how did you kind of, uh, pull all that together? Well, um, I'll have to say, because we were decently good. Now, as freshmen, I was probably harder on them because I had to defend the idea that they should start as varsity. So the freshman year of theirs was the hardest. Um, not because of them, but because of outside forces, you know, that I had to defend that they should start. After that, they were just, the, they were blessed to be with, I'll say maybe eight others that were also decently good. And so therefore it didn't come home. It, it did stay at school. So it didn't, it didn't come home because we were decently good. And that helps too. Um, and they were good. Um, <laughs> they're you, not you look, good. They were you good. Look, you, you look back on those years. I mean, their sophomore, junior, senior years. Uh, I believe I'm right in saying 77 wins over those three years, and that's the the best three year period in, in Oakwood volleyball. I mean, even now, uh, almost 20 years later. So uh, they, oh. they proved themselves. Oh yes, yes. So I didn't have to do a whole lot. Then, I mean, was I always worried? Yes, but of course, Seth Miller was my assistant at that time. He goes, they're fine, they're fine. He was always the calmer of the whole situation, but I had a good assistant coach. Uh, Dan Dry was a good resource, and of course, they played club with him. And then again, they were blessed to be with several other girls, the Rosenblatt's, Ashley Wendell, who were also competitive people. So the whole mix together was a great mix. And, and that, that's everything with chemistry and everything to have a winning season. 
Well, and, and to get those those group of kids at that same time, I mean, you know, so a lot of times your, your best athletes don't always necessarily come together at the same time. They might be three or four years apart and you, you can't put everything together. But like you say, with Candy and Carrie and the Rosenblatts and, and Wendell and a few others, I mean, in, in that two year time, I mean, you, you had just a group, a solid group on the court. And that showed by by being able to, to go to state. And uh, I think it was the 2001 season. Right. 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 Yep. It was, uh, I, I have to say, though, I just had a meeting the other day with the group I've got now, and <laughs> it's, it's different nowadays. I, but with that group that we had then, I can't remember. I think it was their junior year. I think we went to Salt Fork and we lost. So we had a meeting, too, uh, sat down and just hashed out some issues. I don't know if it was quite halfway through the season. But after that, things went smoothly. But the other day, I had a meeting with my group. Now, I, I'm not going to get the same results, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get another win. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Carrie, I want to I want to ask you. You know, at the time when when you're going through something, you just kind of you know almost I don't want to say take it for granted, but you know you just go from game to game to game. As you look back now, about 20 years later, what's it mean to be part of that group that uh, that went to state and, and set the school record for wins in a season with 29? I think when I reflected back on the athletic piece, so professionally went into athletic training and have stayed in the health and wellness field. And so a lot of my reflection back comes to what did we get out of that team experience together? And so I think that when I look back, I think about the commitment that we had to one another. The joke with our family is that I'm certainly a much different person and leader than what I was then. Um, it's true. About 180 degrees different. Um, but I guess in one hand, I got that out of my system. I, I don't yell at people anymore, which has proven successful in my current role. Um, but I think that just the commitment to the team is one thing and the ability to learn how to win together and move together. And, and, you know, I remember mom saying when we started club in eighth grade, that if you commit to this, you're, you're missing everything else. Like this becomes the commitment, no more <laughs> twins convention or whatever family gathering or whatever that falls on these dates, because it's a commitment that you've made. And I think that, um, the communication, the commitment, and just the ability to work with, with people that are different than you, I think is what I look back and think about. Then um, I don't actually think about the wins <laughs> or really the physical pieces of it at all. Um, yeah. So, so Candy, how about you? When, when you reflect back, what, what does it mean now to, to know, you know, what you and, and your sister and, and the other girls accomplished uh, at that point of time while you were teenagers in high school? Sure. Hers was a lot deeper than mine, but really good. <laughs> so I will, I will second what she said. However, my relationship with athletics has been a little bit different since then based on the role that I've stayed in. And I've actually been back to coach mom's camp every summer for like, we did a, we did math and it was embarrassingly long. I think it was like 20 years or something like these kids aren't even as old as what I've been back. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, but I think honestly for me, and each time I go back, I think it was, it was just fun. Um, and I think that you remember that it, 
there is an opportunity to get fun out of athletics and the stresses and the things that student athletes go through these days and the burnout and the work. And it's just, it wasn't that for us. Um, and you think that winning makes everything easier in my role as an athletic trainer right now, when we have winning seasons, it's great. When we have losing seasons, everything hurts more, whether it's mentally, physically, whatever. Um, and I guess that's what I do remember all of those. Like I love Carrie's takeaway on all of it. Cause I think that's brilliant. And, um, I can relate to that, but I think even more for me, it was just, that pure, you wanted to go to practice and you enjoyed the people that you were around. And when mom mentioned that after salt fork meeting, I do remember one other meeting that we had, but like, those aren't the vivid memories that I remember. I remember celebrating with Ivana or Ashley or Holly or something after a kill and then going into Redbird and, um, getting totally destroyed by you high, but, but like the fun along the journey, um, with it, I think was really cool. And you just don't see you want to see the passion because of the passion that you had knowing the success that passion can bring. And I think that that's what everyone is challenged to find these days. So Candy, sticking with you for a minute, what talk, talk about some of the lessons you learned through your time as a competitive athlete that have kind of carried over and helped you now that you've gotten into the real world. Sure. Yeah. I think teamwork, I think strong character, I think honesty, Um, I think humility, I think there are a lot of times where, and I've shared several times (laughs) with my student athletes, especially when I've worked volleyball, that like, I was clearly not as athletic as many of them are, Um, but you use brain over brawn and you trust the system. And I think those are the things that, um, that I learned, right. And like Carrie shared that you, you get to work with a diverse group of people um, and even just diverse from, obviously we grew up in a small town, middle of nowhere. So that was a commonality with all of us, but just learning personalities and how you have to get personalities to work together to be successful. So I think that that was something, um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was, there's even more communication is always something that we struggle with, but I think communication is usually important. You know, on the court, if you communicate better, you're going to have more success. Um, so I think that's been a point, but I think that the humility of knowing, um, you're going to bring what you can, but you're totally flawed. So if you have a bad game, you, you rely on that communication and that commitment to the others and you just do your best knowing that they'll appreciate your, your honesty and humility and that you tried your, you tried your hardest, but it might not have been your day. So, and I've got a lot of those, I feel like these days. Yeah, <laughs> I'll direct that same question to you. I imagine as you're going through it, you don't even, uh, a lot of times aren't even aware that something that, that is happening that you're learning is, is a life lesson. But as you look at now, how did some of those life lessons kind of play out and, and help you as you became an adult? Well, I just about giggled because I mentioned this before, but I will say athletics is about one of the only sports you can actually yell at people and get them to do something because that is not something that I found to be um, productive in any leader uh, that I coach or am with these days. But, um, you know, honestly, I would go a little less deep on this one than Candy did. I would say movement. So um, Candy and I have both had like just this innate instinct to, to move. So we became runners after, well, it depends who you ask. We became <laughs> joggers, um, joggers, walkers, movers. Um, I picked up a yoga instruction certification. And so I think that that was kind of an, un, um, maybe, maybe an unexpected piece that has just stuck with me, um, as it relates to the time in sports. Um, 
and really the other things I already mentioned, right? Just the communication, the commitment to something. Um, I think that the social aspect of team is something that I didn't probably value as much at the time because we just always were around mom and, and so many people, but knowing Candy's mentioned it several times here, but just the mental health status of, of our country and the more that we are around people socially, that the healthier and happier we are. And I don't think I attributed I don't think, I think because we were always on a team, I didn't even think about how much it was impacting me to be around people. So I would say, I would say probably those, those pieces, a social support network that was just built in and then movement that was equally built in because we would be really bad <laughs> if we didn't, if we didn't move in sports and then consequently um, now. Although we did hate running with a passion back in the day. We did hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> much different, much different relationship with it now. Yeah. <laughs> now I actually I miss it. I get it. So Carrie, talk about how you found yourself in the career that you're in today and, and talk a little bit about what it is that you do. I don't know if we have that kind of time, Fred. How much time is it? How long is this podcast? <laughs> okay, give, give me give me the cliff notes version. <laughs> Um, so the Cliff Notes version is that I um, am currently working as the interim executive director of marketing for Indiana State. Um, I double majored in communications and athletic training, got connected to somebody in the marketing field. And so I've been serving in this role for about seven years now. I've maintained my licenses for athletic training, picked up massage therapy, and now sitting for the certification for the National Board of Health and Wellness Coaches. So my long-term dream and vision is to move into the wellness space again as a leader. That was really good. That was a cliff notes version. <laughs> Candy, how, how, how about you? Talk, talk about what it is you do and, and kind of how you found yourself in that profession. Sure. I anticipated this question. And I think what I um, kept coming back to based on the roles that I am playing right now are just I'm a servant more than anything. And that's what's led me to both. Um, currently I'm holding a full-time position at Illinois Wesleyan as an athletic trainer, um, but in a more rehab admin teaching role. Um, so kind of traditional athletic training, but not directly traditional athletic training. And then I'm also a part-time um, territory manager for a pain and edema control therapy company. Um, they are built on service, all of their foundation of the principles of pain control and patient care are to decrease the opioid crisis and to decrease pain. And I think um, based on both of my roles and teaching the class that I am about mental health and achieving wellness, uh, the relationship that I get to talk with student athletes during rehab and pain, um, and then the opportunity for uh, providing at-home pain control devices, I feel like um, God has really placed on my heart that serving is what, uh, what, what we're meant to do, right? And in whatever component that we can serve, um, that's where we're called to be. So I'm not as good at cliff notes, I guess, as Carrie, but <laughs> hers was a more brief summary, but it depended um, how short you wanted the cliff notes to be. <laughs> well, I want to bring your mom back in, but, but first, uh, Candy and Carrie, if I'd ask each of you when you're seniors in high school, what you saw yourself doing in 20 years, how close to what you're doing now would you have said uh, 20 years ago? Carrie, I'll let you go first. I, I'm sorry, did you say, this is Candy, I'll go first since okay. I already started talking. Candy. Um, I would say 20 years ago, I am probably 80% close to what I would be doing. I really thought I would be doing athletic training coming out. Um, but I, I 
would be, yeah, I'm about 80%. The new, the new opportunity that has come and I've started making nut butter, some almond and cashew butter. So there's some new opportunities that Carrie's transition of roles and dreaming have encouraged me to uh, step out of even my comfort zone. So I attribute some of that to her. Um, I should say a lot of that to her. The other 20% I attribute to Carrie, (laughs) but I would say I'm about 80 percent um of where I thought I would be and the other 20 is super fun um and I would actually love to see it flip in another 10 to 15 years um to where I would be 20 percent in the role that I thought and 80 percent um and where God has led me next I would say this is Carrie I would say the role that pays me money zero (laughs) percent So, um, yeah, I never, I mean, I liked communications and I picked up a speech class in high school and I just loved Mrs. Stefan. Um, and so I thought, well, what the heck I'll major in communications. Why not? Um, but I didn't see myself ever serving in that field, um, full time. And that's what I do. So that that's the job that pays me now. Um, and it's opened a lot of doors and opportunities that I could have never, ever anticipated. So Lynn, we'll go back to you now. Um, I, I know, I, I think around the time I retired from the News Gazette, which was 2015, I think you were retiring as a teacher, but yet you're <laughs> and you're still doing some teaching as well. So uh, talk a little bit about the commitment you've made. I, I lost track of the years. I, I know this is at least uh, 34 for you uh, as the volleyball head coach, and I, I think you've been there even longer than, than that, right? I better write that down because I never remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well... I was trying to think, um, of course, I was out five years when the girls were born and I had taught three and a half at Marshall. So I'm around 45, but of course now I'm just part time. But um, honestly, of course, the girls sometimes would like to say, Mom, you're retired. And it's true. But again, they work full time. So why shouldn't I continue to work? You know, (laughs) we have to, (laughs) we're 37. (laughs) You are not. If I don't work, a lot of people say you're still working good for you. So anyway, I have two brothers still working and they're full-time retired too. It's just what our family did. And look at the girls, look how busy they are. They got two or three jobs or four a piece. And yet they think, I'm the one that should be retired. They're doing just as much as I am for more, but uh, it just runs in the family. But uh, the commitment, uh, I have to say that I still enjoy what I do and I still get along with the kids. Once the kids and I don't uh, gel, then I'll say adios to it, I guess. I mean, (laughs) I still love what I do. So anyway, for, for right now, you, you don't see retirement in the near future, at least. Is that what you're saying? I could quit tonight, but I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't see yet. The bad thing is I get attached. Well, like right now, I'm really attached to the sophomores. Oh, my gosh. And I'm thinking, oh, I've just got to say goodbye sometime. But that's what. <laughs> That's what's wrong. I get attached to kids. And uh, anyway, so we'll see. I've heard a lot of coaches say that. They'll they'll have a freshman group come in. They'll say, when this group is done, that's going to be it. 
But then about a year or two later, another freshman group comes in and they say, okay, I think I'm going to keep going for another couple of years. And then all of a sudden it's a, it's a decade later, isn't it? Well, I'm, I'm very blessed with health and, uh, well, I just go day by day, to be honest, day by day and try to be safe and take care of myself and just try to love life and try to pass that on or pass it forward to kids nowadays because, boy, do they need it. I mean, whew, what a rough year. What a rough last year for everybody. And it's showing up right now this year, even though we're full in, it's, it's, it's showing. And uh, these kids have a lot to deal with. And it's just trying to figure it out how to help them, you know, that's, that's the thing is how do we help these kids with what they're going through? And we can't blame it all on COVID, but then again, COVID has been a part of it. So yeah, I feel like I can make a difference yet. And a big impact. Uh, absolutely. Well, before we close out, uh, Candy, Carrie, Lynn, anybody have any final thoughts? Any other words of wisdom you'd like to share today? No, I think mom <laughs> ended it pretty well. No, I think that, but I think that just hearing mom talk, like that's, it makes me emotional, but like that's our mom. <laughs> like that's what she taught us. Like that servant heart <laughs> that at her age, although we can't mention it because she'll She'll ruin the podcast. <laughs> She'll tell me that the podcast can't be published. But um, <laughs> at, at her age, she's still still serving and still leading because she cares so much. And that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No doubt. All right. Well, we have been joined today by, by Lynn Anderson, the uh, longtime coach and, and teacher at Oakwood, now a part-time teacher, but volleyball and track. Uh, and I guess you're still doing uh, helping with basketball, right, Lynn? Um, I've been asked if I wanted to help again and we'll see how COVID, how it goes <laughs> out. Yeah. But I, all, all I do is take stats. I don't do anything else. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a break for me. That's the good thing. Right. Well, you're still a part of it and still there to, to influence and oversee. So that's a, that's a big role as well. So besides Lynn, uh, Candy and Carrie Anderson, uh, we appreciate, uh, uh, your time today and really enjoyed talking to you and reminiscing and, and looking back. I, I know for me personally, those were some, some fun times to, to watch you guys play and see the, uh, the fruits of the success by qualifying for state when, when you guys were juniors. That was just absolutely uh, wonderful for me. So, so thank you for that. Yeah. Well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this week. Thank you very much.